1: This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. APADA, A-H-P-A-D-A, the ASEAN Handicraft Promotion and Development Association, is an ASEAN-accredited civil society organization. Over its 40-year history, it has worked to create awareness of Southeast Asian craft products and its artisans and to act as a regional forum for craft organizations and practitioners in ASEAN member states to address issues concerning the revitalization, promotion, and development of crafts. APARA also initiated the UNESCO APARA Seal of Excellence, now renamed the Award of Excellence, administered by the World Crafts Council to create international awareness of Southeast Asian handicrafts. I'm now speaking to Elaine Chan, Honorary Secretary General of APARA. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning,
0: Frida. Thank you for having me.
1: Okay, so uh, Elaine, uh, what I like is that she's from Srao, so I'm a bit biased. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, before we go into this organization that's been around society that's been around 40 years let's talk about Elaine a little bit how Elaine got involved in this
0: yeah okay yep I'll talk about myself um so yes as Frida mentioned I am Sarawakian I am actually now based in Jakarta but I am back in Kuching for a few months this year um and I will be returning to Jakarta shortly um but um just to talk a little bit I guess suppose I uh, suppose me about how I, I got into crafts um so, you know, I grew up in Kuching and I think, you know, growing up in Kuching, you are somewhat exposed to indigenous crafts. So, you know, you grow up and, and you see all these exquisite yeah. iban, Pua textiles around. But, you know, beyond aesthetics, as as a Chinese city girl, um, you know, I never really understood the world behind it. Um, to cut a long story short, I, I ended up in London doing um, a degree, which was one third in Southeast Asian art and archaeology. And I had to do a paper and I really, really wanted to do something from home. Um, So I chose to do a paper on Iban textiles. And my goodness, the whole world which opened up to me. and, And, you know, this was a world where women through the spiritual art of weaving were seen as warriors, equivalent to, you know, men headhunters, you know, women who received motifs through dreams. And it was just this amazing vista that opened up to me. So, you know, since then, I've always been very aware of the special place that textiles um, and crafts in general play in our culture. Um, So to cut another long story short, I went into corporate life, found myself in Jakarta. And and Frida's laughing because we just had this short discussion before we went on air about what I used to do before. And I said I used to sell biscuits. um, But yeah, I, I used to work in finance with an FMCG food company. I decided to take a break from corporate life maybe about seven years ago. And, and this is where I laugh because I'm still on my break. It's been an extended break. Um, so two things happened whilst I was on this break. Um, so I got involved in rural community development in Sarawak. Um, and again, when you travel out into the rural areas, you, you see so many beautiful crafts being made. And it's a no brainer that selling these would be, uh, you know, economic generating for um, for the villages. So this was in Penang communities right at the beginning when um, Penang weaving was starting to get recognized in the mainstream. And now everyone seems to have heard of, you know, people like Helping Hands Penang, um, selling this beautiful basketry. Um, So that was one thing that was happening. I was starting to get into the crafts world in Sarawak. And the second thing that happened was when I was back in Jakarta, I was also getting immersed in the crafts and culture of Indonesia. So, you know, mm-hmm. learning and traveling. And, and that's when I realized, you know, for instance, that fantastic world built around even textiles, you know, that rich cultural context and backdrop that's replicated many times across Indonesia, and I'm sure many times across Southeast Asia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and similar to what I saw with, with these communities um, in Sarawak, again, in, in these places that I traveled to, um, you know, cross like weaving as an economic generator alongside other activities such as agriculture. So coming out of these two um, developments in my life, um, I found myself immersed into the crafts world and then eventually recruited into APADA. Um, And I think that was, you know, also because I was straddling two countries, Malaysia and Indonesia.
1: And what's so interesting, right, APADA, I mean, you know, prior to this, I've never heard of it, but it's been around for 40 years, right? And of course, I'm sure it's evolved since its early days of 40 years ago. Maybe a little bit about the history of APADA.
0: Yeah, um, so APADA, I think I would describe it, um, as a a forum of, um, craft organizations of craft practitioners, entrepreneurs, activists, um, who get together, um, you know, to talk about issues that impact, impact our world. Um, so as you mentioned, it's, it's four, it's 40 years old. Um, and, um, Basically, what we do, if I, if I had to put umbrellas around what we do, there's, there's kind of three main umbrellas we connect, which is basically, you know, we have networks within and outside craft communities. Um, we showcase the crafts of Southeast Asia. So this is, for example, going to trade fairs or exhibitions, and we recognize through awards and you gave a very nice introduction on the Award of Excellence. Um, so it's a forum. It's an NGO. Um, everyone is sort of doing this outside their, their day job. So it's it's quite fluid. Um, the, the thing about APADA is that the chair rotates between the ASEAN countries. Um, so it's currently being held by Malaysia. So Edric Ong from Sarawak. This is turning into mm-hmm. a Sarawak mafia show, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Edric Ong is, is the current president. Um, and, you know, before that, it was Indonesia. Yeah, so so I think it's 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 quite flexible, um, because it's a forum, and and we have you know quite large organizations, important organizations, and countries taking part in it.
1: Yeah, right. right. How how has it survived? Uh, you know, over the years, you know, in terms of funding, and you know, uh, how has that come into play?
0: Um, well, I think with crafts, actually, what you do find, um, um, is that you do get quite a lot of support. Um, so, for example, um, okay, I'm going to talk from an Indonesian perspective um, because I'm, I'm kind of closest to Indonesia. Um, but, you know, in Indonesia, for example, the National Crafts Council gets a lot of support from, from government. Um, basically, the head of the National Crafts Council in Indonesia is always the vice president's wife. Um, so you do get funding coming through. Yeah. <laughs> so you do get funding coming through from government sources. Um, we also have, um, lucky enough, we, we do also have people who are well, quite well connected in, in society who have decided to become active in APARA. So, yeah. So we benefit from that as well. Um, and then obviously we do get sponsorship from from corporates as well. Um, and we'll come to talk about the noon um, in a bit. But obviously, that yeah. we're very lucky there with support from a corporate bank,
1: right? So, so normally it is uh, dependent on on funding and uh, uh, that sort it of is. thing. So, where it's not, it's not fixed. Where we got this right now? No. So this yeah. is Southeast Asian. it is a Southeast Asian craft product. and so it goes beyond weaving, which is I know correct. Uh, it, is, it encompasses the whole aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. I know I want to talk a little bit about the noon, which is a, which is an event that's upcoming well event that's happening. Yeah. Um is 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 weaving that I want to focus on weaving, is weaving a largely Southeast Asian phenomenon? And I guess one of the challenges with weavers in this part of the world is it fair trade, publicity, education all of the
0: above? Yeah. Um, so no, no weaving is not, um, it's not just a Southeast Asian phenomenon. So, you know, if you went a little bit West, you would hit India. Um, and obviously mm-hmm. they've got, got wonderful traditions which, you know, have interrelations with weaving in Southeast Asia. So, so it's not, um, but we do have a very, very rich culture of weaving in Southeast Asia. Um, and I think what's special about Southeast Asia, um, what I mentioned before is that, Weaving is such an intrinsic part of our culture. Um, you know, mm. it's really, um, I suppose, testament to the generations of creativity that have that have um, happened across time. Um, so I I I wouldn't say it's it's specific to Southeast Asia. It's all over the world. I mean, people have needed textiles right. um, all over the world. Right. But but what I think I find so unique about Southeast Asia is is that you know our culture systems are still intact as I mentioned before with Iban textiles and certainly with a lot of the textiles in Indonesia and elsewhere, you know, a cloth is not just a piece of cloth. There's, there's something behind it. Mm. You know, it's part of this whole kind of value system. So that's what I find quite, uh, that's what I find special about Southeast Asian textiles that, you know, we still understand kind of where it came from. And I don't mean geographically, I kind of mean, you know, in in the culture system. Um, But also what's special about Southeast Asia is, is all the different techniques we have, um, so you know, for instance, we have the ikat technique, and and you know the word ikat actually is uh is um, obviously a Malay Indonesian word, um, and mm. and you know it's the word that's used across the world. Um, so you know, I, I think people do recognize the place that Southeast Asia textiles have in in the world of textiles. Um, the other thing that's really interesting about Southeast Asia is just the variety of materials that are used. Um, and, and we were so happy, and uh, we'll come to talk about Tenun, but I, I was so happy in Tenun basically to be able to to see all these different materials come to the fore. So, you know, we're talking about cotton, silk, um, also indigenous uh, materials such as um, doyo, which is a plant we find in Borneo, um, mm-hmm. pineapple fiber, abaca, which mm-hmm. is a type of banana fiber from the Philippines. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just a treasure trove of, Textile imagery of techniques of materials
1: that we find in Southeast Asia. Incidentally, what is pua kumbuk traditionally used for? Uh, Made of? No, made of. Okay, so it would
0: be um, it would be cotton that the communities grow, which they hand spin, um, and then they weave. So traditionally, it would be cotton, Um, and yeah, I mean pua kumbuk, I just find so fascinating. because I think there's such a romantic, oh, even gory stories behind it. Um, but you know, it's, it's known as it's known as the women's or parts of the weaving process is known as the women's war path, and that's because, you know, weaving a ritual textile um, is something that's so spiritually consuming that you could you could get ill and die from it, and that's why they oh. called it the women's war path. Um, so you know, men went off to hunt heads women went and wolf and if you thought yeah men got a rough deal I mean that wasn't what they believed um yeah so so and and with these ritual textiles it's it's you know it's it's basically there to open a portal between our world and the spiritual world and I think that's kind of why it was so seen as so dangerous um but yeah it's just fascinating and, and 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 you know weavers used to get with their motifs from dreams which is a recurring theme across um you know some of the southern philippines communities as well um so yeah that's that's just fascinating
1: right we'll talk a little bit about you know what happened with uh i guess these crafts people during the pandemic uh, right after this i'm here with uh, elaine the from apada stay tuned we have that 89.9
0: Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good
1: morning, this is Real If you've just joined us, this is Her Vantage, this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Elaine Chan, Honorary Secretary-General of APADA, Pada is the ASEAN Handicraft Promotion Development Association, and it is an ASEAN-accredited civil society organization. Uh, it's been around for 40 years, right? And supporting um, creating awareness for Southeast Asian craft products and artisans. I want to find out a little bit, you know, with the stories you heard in the, you know, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? What, what were some of the challenges uh, the weavers or craftspeople people faced? across
0: the region. Um well specifically to do with textiles, I think two things happened. Um so the first thing was tourism stopped. Um and that would have impacted a lot of communities that would sell to the 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 tourist trade. So for example, you know, there's some remote islands in Indonesia where you know, a cruise ship comes and you know, that's that's their big sale for the year. Um, so obviously wow. that that wasn't happening, um, and I suppose the second thing that was happening is that um, you know these these textiles um, obviously you know are made for occasions, um, you know for women who dress,
1: mm-hmm. and obviously that was not happening nice. during
0: COVID. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so it's it's been it's been tough. Um, yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so which is why you know obviously we're trying to think about how to move things online um, to assist communities,
1: yeah. Right, so tell me about this this uh, event, Tanun.
0: Yes, so Tanun means hand-woven textiles in the Malay and Indonesian mm. language. Um, so it's specifically focused on hand-woven textiles. Um, so if you're watching it thinking, okay, indigenous textiles, why am I not seeing batik in it? Batik isn't a hand-woven textile um, most of the time right. because it's, it's done on commercially produced cloth. So we're being quite strict about it. Um, Jackie, my partner, gets really stressed when she sees something that's not the moon. Um So so it's a fashion week um, where participants present outfits or accessories made out of hand-woven textiles. Um, so we're looking at the beauty of things handmade, you know, where what you wear really carries the imprint of the person who has woven it. The second thing that we wanted to do with the noon, um, so with this digital fashion week, was was we made a conscious decision that it it should cast a spotlight on the weaving communities, um, you know, and not just the designers. You know, a lot of times you watch fashion a uh, fashion week and you see the designer, you have no idea where the textiles have come from. Um, so we wanted to very much give credit to the artisan and we are very grateful that our main sponsor, Maybank Foundation, was very much aligned with us in that weaving communities should benefit from the event. So, for example, if you look at how we present the participants, it is the weaving communities, first and foremost. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so Tanun is basically a digital fashion week um, featuring handwoven textiles from Southeast Asian communities. Um, And and that's the thing that excites me as well, because over the past few years, we have started to see Indigenous textiles, you know, including from Southeast Asia, start to become incorporated into, you know, fashion designs. Like, um, you know, for example, Dior um, used Balinese endic textiles. Um, Max Mara Mm. used Laotian motifs, and that was a more contentious issue. But yeah, you know, people were starting to look at our Indigenous um, textiles and motifs, um, so what I love about Danun is that it, it's a Southeast Asian voice that we're, we are presenting. Um, it is Southeast Asian textiles used in fashion by Southeast Asia. So it is people from the community or working closely with the community that decides what to co-create. Um, and, you know, with hand-woven textiles, it can be a minefield because as I described earlier, you know, some of these textiles are so sacred. So, so you know, they're used in rituals, um, that it is an area where you know we feel that people who go into it need to kind of tread responsibly um, and uh, you know treat the textiles and where they come from with respect. Right,
1: right. I'm I'm looking at the the, the website right mm-hmm. now. So every con- every country will be doing their own uh, fashion show, I guess.
0: So we we curated from across Southeast Asia. Um, so we've ended up with seven countries being represented. Um, so we there's obviously ten ASEAN countries. So we're missing um, the smaller countries Singapore, Brunei, and Myanmar, um, unfortunately. But we understand with the yeah. situation in Myanmar that you know things are difficult. So yeah, so we have seven countries represented. So these these were communities that we found through our networks. Um, and yeah, so so we're kind of mixing and matching a little bit so if you tune into like each fashion showcase or each segment you you see a cross selection across across the countries um and i think that that'd be interesting so you can kind of compare and kind of see what textiles are coming up and not only that but kind of the different styles like how it's evolved through through um, each country
1: yeah right and, and the, I guess the objective after that is that uh, people who are interested then can go to these individual companies and purchase from them. That's and right. So yeah, yeah.
0: So it's really putting the awareness out there, um, and we we will actually have an online shop on as well. Um, it, it's not it's not a huge online shop, but we will be featuring the outfits that we use in the collection that was presented right. um and then obviously we'll also be publishing details and, and we already have actually um you know kind of social media or, or website details of our participants so yes people can go directly to them as well
1: right and you will be featured uh, you're saying that an online shop that will be available on the website itself that will be available
0: on the website after the event yes and it'll be up for it'll be up for a year
1: Oh, brilliant! Okay, great. Because I'm looking at things and I want to start purchasing now. <laughs> <that>. So <laughs> I know I've got you know a year uh, to, to make my purchase. It's, it's um it's it's funny because
0: like um so our our social media people um you know making mm-hmm. all the videos they're like I'll have that and I'll have that and I'll have that. <laughs> so yeah, so there's some quite beautiful things coming out, um, which I'm really pleased
1: about. Right, yeah, right. And I'm looking at Malaysia. Uh, we're quite well represented. Uh, with several uh, companies, I mean, several organizations.
0: Yes. So, nice. so we have 10 participants from Malaysia. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Malaysia is the second strongest. Indonesia, we have 13. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it's strong from island Southeast Asia. Yeah. Right.
1: So, and this is the first time you've done something of this sort. Uh, you probably have fashion show, but the first virtual one.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's the first one of its kind. So the digital fashion week format is, is something that really came out from the COVID period. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I guess maybe just some context in terms of how De started was. Um, so, so throughout 2020 and 2021, um, other people were starting to put up digital fashion weeks already. Um, and, and this is basically where you sent in, send in your, your fashion presentation to be screened. Um, so throughout 2020 and 2021, we had a network of Southeast Asian designers under an affiliated network called WEFT or the World Eco Fiber and Textiles Forum, um, founded and headed by our president, Edric Ong. So we, we already had like a bunch of people who were participating in digital fashion weeks elsewhere in the world, um, So Aspara Digital Fashion Week, the International Digital Fashion Week based out of New York, for instance. Um, And and how how it went was one of the participants in in these fashion weeks um, has been Tanoti. So Tanoti is a Malaysian accredited social enterprise who work on the one hand to preserve songket weaving in Kuching, more Sarawakans, (laughs) but on the other (laughs) hand, have also been very innovative in pushing the boundaries of their craft. Tanuti is also one of the five weaving communities um, that Maybank Foundation supports under its Maybank Women Mm. Eco Weavers Program. So anyway, Mm. Tanuti and Maybank Foundation got talking about doing a digital fashion week. And the suggestion was initially to do a Malaysian hand-woven textiles fashion week. But the remit was then expanded to include Southeast Asia. And that was when APADA got recruited to leverage off our Southeast Asian network. So yes, it's, it's the first time it's happened. Yeah.
1: Right, and it, I, and it makes sense, right? I mean, Maybank is present in all these countries anyway. Correct, that's right. It's a regional bank, and
0: um so is the only a Malaysian community that they support. So they support four others across Southeast Asia, um, and, um, and and one thing that they wanted as well was kind of to support more weaving communities. So hopefully, by you know putting these communities to
1: the forefront, they've. They've got plenty on their radar, um yeah and and the idea, so I guess like you know, uh, after this, do we know where we want to take the nun? do you think this will be something that will continue henceforth pandemic or no pandemic I, I I hope so, I mean, I really feel like
0: we've built like a community of participants, you know, I'm so inspired by our participants and and it's been amazing like we 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 had expressions of interest from about 50 plus um so we're landing to show um mm-hmm. now um 44 committees on the night um but in the run up to the noon we we had a series of interviews with our participants to find out what makes them tick and and you know it's it's kind of amazing that they they're all coming from you know something that goes beyond just the textiles um so, you know, that most people have gone into it to support community, to support cultural sustainability, to support environmental sustainability. So, you know, it really goes beyond just the aesthetics, although obviously there are beautiful textiles. Um, right. So, you know, I, I do really want to build on this community that we've gathered, um, you know, for support, for mm-hmm. solidarity. Um, yeah, so that's kind of first and foremost. Um, and yeah, it would be great if we could we could carry this forward. Um, so yeah, so tune in and make it a success.
1: <laughs> and uh, I guess you know you can make it a success. So yes, people who want to look at what's available for sale, uh-huh. uh, do check out turnerfashionweek.com. At least it'll be up for a year, yes. right? So people can look at yes. these these uh, purchases and of course you know the, the fashion week itself and of course I'm sure that will be available for, for viewing even after the event right
0: yes that's right wow.
1: so all the best with the work that you're doing I've been speaking to Elaine Chan Honorary Secretary General of APADA the Azen Handicraft Promotion Development Association and uh, do check out the known passionweek.com you've been listening to Her Vantage the FF 89.9